So the snow is turning to mud, the mud is turning to grass, and we are headed into spring. This weekend we turn the clocks ahead and we'll have an extra hour of daylight. How about that? You know, it's it's been a long winter, but it's really been a mild winter, at least where I am. And um, I'm looking forward to these signs of spring, I'll tell you. You know, it's really uh, put a pep in my step. This week we talked to my friend Steve Inken, who's in Rochester, New York, Big hockey fan, big hockey person, big hockey player. And he goes by the also known as Gigantic Steve on Instagram. Um, the thing about Steve is um, he and I were starting to become close when I left Rochester, New York. And I feel like if I had stayed in Rochester, New York, he and I would become BFFs. But um, this is what I started the podcast for was to really get to know people. I wanted to get to know more. And in this episode, we... Katie and I really got to know Steve, such a nice guy. Even when he hung up with us, the first thing we said was such a nice man. And um, that you'll hear that all throughout the podcast. Um, he shares with us what he does for a living, which is really unique, as well as um, his hockey days and what he does with hockey. And we talk about gaming. But um, I hope you enjoy this episode. And just remember that you can listen to this um, episode and all episodes on all major podcasting apps. And if you'd be so kind, uh, share this on your social media so we can continue to grow. But now, sit back, relax, and listen to the cool tones of Gigantic Steve. say like i i gotta figure out how to make that less formal because i'm always like there's nothing formal and then i push records like recording in progress and then all of a sudden i shut down and have nothing to say and then yeah. right. Just, <laughs> right you just stare like at us and, like it's audio it's audio right. so this week everybody we're talking to steve inken live from rochester new york miles away from katie probably what town are you in in rochester i am actually in henrietta oh okay i'm yeah, so just there. south of the city Webster, yeah. okay, so you're you're up north. Yeah, and I'm outside of Boston. I am, I am almost Penfield, so you know, okay. a little more south. We're not that. Oh far. wow, look at that nine hundred two one zero. It's so, all um, compared to the west side where I grew up. Right, I love Henrietta. That's where the mall was when I was there. Is it still there? So the mall in Henrietta is actually turning into a medical facility for. Um, yeah, they're going to do, do surgeries and everything there. Yeah, it's, it, I think it's a Rochester General bought it out. So, like, you can go into Claire's and get surgery now? Yep, exactly. <laughs> a two for one, fit, you know. Yeah, more than just <laughs> piercings. Yeah. And a, hot pre- and a hot pretzel on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, after after COVID hit, I mean, malls in general just yeah. you know, went kaput. And the mall in Henrietta just never recovered. So there was really? actually a lot of. There was a lot of plans for that mall uh, that yeah. the town, you know, uh, they had proposals and everything and uh, they had votes and, you know, town meetings well, about it. And- I remember there's a mall uh, on Ridge Road. Around that, yeah, And that was really bad. Like that was yeah. like a ghost town. But then they had this big something or other, like I square, no, not I square. No, I swear I, separate, but there was a lot of different proposals in Irondequoit that got very political, but it was empty. Actually, uh, if you if you Google, I don't know, Steve, if you've seen any of the videos of people that got into Irondequoit Mall when it was abandoned before they oh, redid the work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's super cool. If you Google some of those videos. Oh, like, really? It's it kind of looks like a movie set. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, um, and they had this really famous carousel in there that actually got bought by some gazillionaire. Oh, wow. Yeah, but, well, well, but now it's like yeah. it's offices. What I was going to say was, though, I remember that in Irondequoit, right? Yeah. And uh, But Henrietta, the mall was fine, yeah. you know? I think they started having some crime issues, and then it, it turned into a... Um, wow. 
they were doing like an out, they tried it. Steve, correct me if I'm wrong. It was supposed to be kind of like an outlet mall for a little bit. And then that didn't really fly. And then everything started closing and now apparently it's going to be a surgery center. So surgical. Wow. That's crazy. I know. Wow. I mean, I haven't been there in 10 years. So, I mean, things change, but like, um, yeah, I guess the pandemic hit a lot of malls hard and they were kind of on their way out anyways, because of Amazon and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. But, and and it is true. Like I, sometimes I make a conscious effort to go to the store to buy something like, like, you know, I do a lot of painting, not recently, but you know, (laughs) two things. One is like, you know, I live in Concord, which is, um, you know, you've heard of Lexington and Concord. So we're in Concord. And I think it should be called Concord and Lexington, but whatever. And um, there's there's a little art store here and I try to go there. And one, they don't have the thing I need. And they're like, we can order it for you. And two, when they order it for you, it's twice as much yeah. than it is on Amazon. So I can get it the next day and cheaper. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I try, but I just can't make know, it make sense. It's and it's can't same compete. with the book, same with the bookstores, by the way. There's a bookstore here. Yeah. And I, and like I went there, I'm like, oh, here's the book. I looked, I looked at the price. I'm like, it was like $39.95. Then in the store, I looked on Amazon. It was like nineteen ninety nine. I'm like, well, how do you justify that, dude? Right. So, anyways, but we're not here to talk about bookstores. We're <laughs> not here to talk about how great of a painter I am <laughs> or um, drummer. But or drummer, yeah, I got a new drum set, so I'm really I excited. saw that. Yeah, it's Looks behind great. the cur- it's behind the wall there. My new divider that I got. My farm. No attention to the drum set behind the curtain. Right. Right. I've set it all up. I haven't hit one drum yet. It's kind of like Step Brothers, like, don't touch the drums. <laughs> so, Steve, here, here's yep. this. This is the epitome of why I started this podcast is is I know a lot about you and nothing about you, meaning oh, okay. that like, meaning that I, I over the years, I like here's what happened. I left in 2011. Right yep. in 2011, you and I started to like talk and get a little closer and then like i feel if i had stayed in rochester like we'd be bff right now because we i felt that trajectory you know what i, I mean? agree and and so then i left not because of you by the way well you know i i thought <laughs> maybe know. it had something to do with me but you know you're like geez you come, come back <laughs> so so um the thing is like i know you are a big hockey person like i know you love hockey and um to be honest, I know you're part of the tribe like me. I know you're Jewish like me. So, <laughs> and, and I know you have a wonderful supporting wife and that's like, that's priceless. So yeah. um, besides that, like, I don't know a lot, but like, I'm, that's why we're here tonight. I want to, I want to learn what is Steve? What is Steve? Hmm, yes. That's a, that's a good question. Cause usually I get the, who is Steve, but not <laughs> what is Steve. But what yes. is Steve? Yes. Well, Katie's the writer. I'm the painter. She's the writer. She'll correct. We can edit my part out. Okay. Oh man. I I mean, I guess I'm just, I'm just a simple guy. I try to live day to day. I, um, I had big aspirations as a kid, especially with hockey, but you know, going through and having a bunch of knee surgeries when I was a kid kind of squashed those dreams. So I've spent, uh, I've spent the past couple of decades trying to find who I am and what I am and, um, you know, di- like dipping my feet into everything and just trying to help people out along the way, be the best possible person for myself, for other people. Um, I, I've done so much in my life over the past couple of decades. I've been in acapella groups, bands. Uh, oh, really? Somewhere. Yeah. I, See, I didn't know I, that. I've played hockey. I've been in shows. I've hosted radio shows. I've, wow. I've done a lot. I've, I'm a jack of all trades and like a king of none at this point. So let me, let me, um, let me go back to your origin story. Sure. So, so you, have you always been interested in hockey? Yeah. So hockey is probably the most consistent thing in my life. Um, I started, I, if I don't remember a time without hockey, I was born into a hockey family. Uh, my, my father is the broadcaster for one of the local sports teams here in Rochester. So I've grown up, I've grown up around players. I've met so many, you know, coaches, players, everybody in, in that field and that sport. Uh, my brother played before me and, uh, I played up through, you know, uh, youth leagues through high school into college. And then, uh, after, after my college was done, I, keep playing. I still play recreational leagues on Sundays and with all my friends and still watch and talk about it. You still play? 
I do. Uh, either once or twice a week, depending on uh, when I can get out there and play. I have one team that I play regularly on. We're called the Ice Holes, and we play on Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, I've been playing with them for probably about seven, eight years now. Wow. And, and does, does your knee act up when you, you know, because you still play? Yeah, from, from time to time, um, depending on how many games or how much I push it, I'll, I'll feel it the next day. Um, the, the funny thing is I started out, I, I played goalie growing up. Yeah, yeah. So that was torturous on my knees. And I'm sure. The last time I played, I played goalie through college, even despite having three knee surgeries. Um, wow. But then after, after college and I started getting older, um, the last, the last time that I played goalie, my knee was swollen for three weeks. So I, I just, Oh man, I had, I had to hang them up and, um, ventured out into, you know, the front of the ice instead of the back of the ice. And now I play center. So I'm, I'm out there trying to score goals instead of preventing them. So it's kind of funny. <laughs> nice. That, that's awesome. I mean, the thing is like growing, like I'm, I'm not a sports person, right? Like if, you know, I, I'm about to ask you like, no, so I'm about to ask you like, you know, how many, how many home runs do you score when you play? You know? So like the thing, but the thing is like, you know, of course I've been to baseball games, I've been to basketball games, I've been to football games. The treat growing up was going to hockey games, right? Because that was like totally like you can go down the local park, watch a baseball game, but you normally can't go into an arena and watch a hockey. I mean, you can, cause you know where to find them. But, you know, I grew up in Albany and um, we had the River Rats, Albany River Rats. <laughs> yep. And um, it was just like a whole different type of culture. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was like the players, the, the, the ice, the um, I mean, it was a whole different thing. I just loved it. And, you know, you have to pay attention because you never know when a hockey, when a puck is going <laughs> to skip off the ice and go into the crowd, which Very is really true. Well, same with baseball, I guess, with the baseball. But um you know, what, what attracted, you know, I know you naturally, you know, were born into it, like you said, mm -hmm. but like, what, what attracts you to that sport? I was really thinking about this day when I knew you were coming on, like, I can see attraction as a fan, right? Yeah. But like, what's the attraction as a player? Cause it seems really hard to do. Yeah. I mean, it takes, <laughs> if you, if you don't know how to skate, that's going to hurt you. I mean, but you, you know, you can pick it up, but for right. me, what hockey means to me is it's, it, it's, it's my home. It's my home away from home. It's, um, it's something that I grew up with. I, I owe a lot of who I am to playing hockey and growing up and being part of a team and, and facing challenges together and, you know, facing challenges on your, your own team between kids, between people, you know, taking the, the criticism from coaches being hard on you, uh, you know, and pushing through the pain of, you know, uh, hour long practices with no pucks and just skating, 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 uh, it builds character. It builds trust. It builds camaraderie. It, 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 it's, it's a community that I have been fortunate enough to be a part of, you know, since I was a little kid, since I was four or five years old, just out there on the ice, the best part about going out there, like just going out there and smelling the ice. I know that sounds weird, but going into a hockey rink and being able to smell that cold air, there's, there's just this, there's, there's, such, there's a certain aroma that you get when you yeah. step out onto that ice and you feel, you feel the ice beneath your skates and you hear that crunch that first push off into the, into the ice arena. It's just, uh, yeah, it, it takes me back. It's a, it's a recenter for myself. So I love to go play. From it's, what I've heard a, from a lot yeah, of mobs, there's, there's quite a smell to hockey equipment. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other story. Yeah, Don't go in the locker rooms. <laughs> but it's a, it's a lot of gear, right? It's more than football even. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I think that's a lot of gear. And so plus you have to like stay up on you. Like you don't, you can just skate, right? You just know how to skate, yeah. obviously. Yeah. And so like if you, if you, um, if you go skating, like let's say your wife and you go skating just for like a date night or something, are you like, where's my stick? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have a funny story about that actually. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, see, good. <laughs> well, um, my wife doesn't ice skate, <laughs> um, but she, she loves watching hockey with me. So that's one thing that I've uh, helped her kind of learn is the, the sport of hockey and she likes hockey as well. But she's she doesn't skate and she doesn't like to skate. She doesn't even like the cold weather. So any, <laughs> but uh, we went to Chicago 
and there's a couple of um, outdoor skating rinks uh, in Chicago. And there's one that's a, like a ribbon and it goes yeah. around this park and it's just a trail. It's not like a big ice surface or anything, but we went on that and she agreed. She's like, all right, this is the only time I'm going to go skating with you. <laughs> and um, we get out there on the ice and she's holding on to me for dear life. And there's a railing there too. So she's got one hand on the railing, one hand on me and I'm uh, helping her along, pushing her along. And all of a sudden she's just like, I'm going to fall. And I'm like, no, you're not. You're fine. She's like, no, I'm going to fall. I'm like, how can you tell? She's like, I'm going to fall. And all of a sudden she just falls. <laughs> and I'm like, she's like, see, told you. <laughs> and then meanwhile, and she could tell that she, that I wanted to like skate around. So she's like, go ahead, skate a lap. I'll be fine. So I just keep skating the laps and skating the laps and uh, um, eventually catch back up with her. But yeah, getting out there and being on skates without a stick, it's just like, oh, I want right. to play. It's, it's but, right, um, right. Yeah. Well, so our, it, our youngest yeah. just sorry jeff but our youngest no, turned 10 today actually so happy birthday Levi. Happy birthday. i'll be allowed to hear this um but uh he he's one of those kids that he's he's just athletically inclined so everything he mm. tries he's really good at which is not the case for any, nearly any of our other children or myself um but he uh he tried hockey for a while so so we have a blended family so his his um his stepmom on the other side, it's a long story. Uh, <laughs> uh, she's into hockey. So he got into hockey last year and he was really into it. And I was like, I kept telling my husband, I'm like, no, no, I'm not doing this. One, the equipment, two, the travel, oh, three, the travel, four, no. the equipment, five, the travel, six, the teeth. I'm not yeah, doing it, yeah. you know, but I do have good friends that have kids in it and it's their whole life. And so as much as I want to, of course, you know, I'm, it's, partially kidding right I mean he's good at so many things and he's he loves something for a week and the next week he's on to something else (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but so it was he's now into really into football which fine but when he was into hockey I was like okay if we're doing this I know this is a whole lifestyle this is a family commitment and I know that from other families so I'm sure you know your whole life that it a lot, you know, as you go through it, it, it becomes your life and it has to because of the nature of the way the leagues are run, right? Like there's, you have to travel. So, I mean, I give you all the credit in the world and, um, you know, if he circles back to it, uh, (laughs) I might be kicking myself, but I mean, I enjoy watching it. I just know the level of commitment. But that's also what you like about it, right? Steve is the culture the family atmosphere, like getting to know the, yeah. And, and, it's also ex- an expensive um, sport, isn't it? Like oh for gosh. all the gear and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I am so like, I, I had to thank my parents because, uh, you know, as a kid, you have no idea. You just want to play. You don't know how yeah. much. Right. Or right. how much you're putting your parents out. But man, when, when I started having to buy my own equipment and like every time you break a stick, like sticks these days are like just one stick can yeah. run you like $250. And I'm really? sitting here, I'm like, what? Why couldn't I have gotten into soccer or something? All right. I need is a pair of shoes and a ball, and I'm good. <laughs> right. You know, right. But, yeah. So, it's, so where it where, is, where do you play up there? So there's a rink at MCC campus called the Bill Gray's Iceplex. Used to mm-hmm. be ESL way back in the day. Yeah, uh, it's I, got I, four I remember seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we just play there. I actually live about seven minutes from it. <laughs> I could probably throw a rock out my window and hit it, but am I also right? Am I also right that there's a place in Hen- Henrietta? Is yeah, that's that where it is. The M- oh, MCC yeah. yep. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Cause yeah. I remember like I played like two minutes of one game, like, like just this pickup game. And like, I would like lay down for like 45 minutes after that. <laughs> it, it's like, it's a fast moving sport. I mean, there is no like, you know, pass it to me. Like you're moving no matter what right. you're moving, you yeah. know? So, but we're not just here to talk about hockey. Sure. Right. So one of the things that's what Steve does, Katie, that you don't know about probably is. I don't um, know. Is you take these pictures sometimes say like, is it big Steve or is it miniature <laughs> or something? So he'll put like something little in his hand or something. Yeah. yeah, like is it big hands or little? Like, what what do you do? I, I don't sure. know. I like when you do that. I'm gonna need <laughs> so, to hear more about this, Steve. Sure. Uh, so my Instagram handle is gigantic Steve. Yeah. And um, so yeah. <laughs> back um, back several years ago, I used to be a quite a larger man. I was about uh, I think I peaked at about 380 pounds. 
Well, so, but I'm, I'm also six foot two to six foot three, yeah. depending on the day. So right. I'm just this behemoth of a man walking around and everybody calls me big Steve, you know, yeah. whatever. But, um, there was this one point where I had gotten what started it all was the kid size frosty from Wendy's. Okay. <laughs> oh, those I are teeny tiny. Yeah. Those little teeny things, right? So um, I had this thimble of a cup <laughs> with a frosty in it. And my friend uh, was there with me and he's like, geez, you look gigantic with that frosty. <laughs> and I said, oh, hey, take a picture of me with it. So I held the, I held the frosty up. And I it took a picture of me and he's and I just I posted it on Instagram and I said, gigantic Steve or tiny frosty, you be the judge. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, I got, love I love the, those pictures are hilarious. It, it are you seeing them now, Katie? I'm seeing like I love this, like to, those, <laughs> those mini baby Tabascos. Those are yeah. the things. <laughs> so it just became this thing where I'd go around and anytime I find something miniature of a version of something. I'd, yes. uh, I'd, I'd pick it up in my hand and I try to find like a, an area where there's nothing in the background. So you can just right. see, see the item in me. And I just say, is it, am I gigantic so Steve? Funny. Or is this a tiny <laughs> thing? You know, you, you I tell me. It. It's so funny last year. Um, <clears throat> there's this farm around here that makes their own ice cream and all that. And there are long lines all the time for the ice cream. And this woman in front of me, She's like, uh, what's the size of a, of a medium? And they showed her, you know, oh, that, that's what, you know, this guy's having. Like, oh, my God, that's huge. She's like, okay, give me a small. And the small, I'm sorry, but the small was small, okay? But she's like, oh, my God, I can't possibly finish this. And then literally, they're like, next. And I went up, I'm like, yeah, can I get two pints of, uh, <laughs> so, like, I just felt like, like, move aside, you know, let the real, let, I got this lady. Move on over, woman. Yeah, move on over. So talk to me about, um, like you have a wonderful wife, obviously, where did you meet? So, um, we actually met at work. Yeah. Now, uh, we did not work in the same department or anything, but we were, we had the same like main office building Yeah. and we'd run into each other there every once in a while. And, um, you know, it, it took a while for me to catch on that she was flirting with me. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we had a bit of a rocky start. Uh, she was just like, she was like, hey, what are you doing for lunch today? And I'm like, oh, you know, I was thinking. You're like, I brought a tuna sandwich. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to warm up some fish in the microwave. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, so what, like, what do you do, Steve? Since I know nothing, right? What do you do for work? And where, what kind of a, and, or can you say? And what kind of environment? Oh, I can. Well, I can, but then I'd have to kill you. No, yeah, it's, it's clandestine. <laughs> That's right. Um, well, what I used to do isn't what I do now. Okay. Um, when I was working, when I met uh, my wife, Katie, um, I worked at the Learning Disabilities Association. And uh, yeah, not you. Wait, are you guys married? Me, <laughs> <laughs> we live closer than you think. Jeff. <laughs> I was going to say. Right. Wow. Right. Right. Sorry. Um, I didn't boom. Go ahead. Yeah. So I was a service coordinator for um, individuals with developmental disabilities, and uh, she was the um, director of all of the group homes in our agency. And um, yeah. but what I do now is I'm utilizing my graphic design degree just a little bit, and I am a packaging engineer for Orcon Industries. Wow. So I, I do a lot of industrial packaging. So say one example, NASA had this 14 foot long you know, million dollar telescope. And they said, we got to ship this across country and it's got to get there safely. So we have to design a packaging that's going to, you know, meet all those safety regulations and make sure it gets there in one piece. Wow. Really? I love how you're, yeah. you're like, oh, just as an example, NASA. Right. And everything else <laughs> right. 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 Because yeah. <laughs> it was like one example of something I've worked on this little thing for NASA. It's like, okay, that's huge. I'm that's telling huge. you, we keep talking to these impressive people like yourself, who make it sound like the back of your hand, like, oh, NASA, where I'm just like, Keller, are you going to 7-Eleven to go get Ben and Jerry's while I'm on this podcast or not? I'm like, leave me alone. <laughs> like, like, and then like, yeah, NASA needs me to. So I'm just yeah. like, yeah. So, so I've seen these, not, I don't know if it's NASA or not, but I've seen massive like trucks on the highway or the road, like yep. transporting huge, huge pieces of something. I, I assume it's military or building, yeah. whatever. Yeah. So, so, do you have to come up with it on your own or is there a template you go off of or like 
you know, I mean, for me, I'd be like, well, get some bubble wrap, you know? So like, <laughs> so what, right. what, like, how do you begin that kind of project? So, well, I mean, we learn a lot from, you know, people before and people have been in the industry for a long sure. time. So, so, I mean, when it comes to like, say pallets or crates, there's certain things that, you know, okay, that's a standard. We build it this certain way. We just need to make it to size where it comes into um, the creativity is building the internal parts of it. So like uh, you have a really complex part that has like an arm over here that sticks out, but you can't touch it because if it, if it, you know, if it bangs up against something, it's going to break off. So you got to make sure that you build, you know, like a foam casing that knocks that out, but also supports the unit itself from shaking or vibrating or, you know, um, just random drops or, you know, accidents or things like that. So um, we work with different materials. So like a whole bunch of different foams, plastics, metals, wood, um, and, and, uh, and corrugated, of course, uh, you know, cardboard boxes. So we don't just do like, we don't just produce like Amazon boxes, right. like, you know, those, right. those brown boxes that you get. We do, right. we can do those, but we're more of a specialty packages, which is like, we handle orders of maybe, you know, 20 cases, uh, but they're very high-end cases that are that are made to house these very intricate and expensive parts that need to get to from A to B safely. And sometimes it's overseas, so you have to deal with regulations and certain uh, foam densities and things like that. But so, did your so, wife now work for NASA? Or <laughs> <laughs> I wish no, no. Is she is she still in the position she was when you met, or is she doing something different now? No, she's doing something different too. Uh, being in the, being in that, uh, you know, social services field really does burn out a lot of people. And we got to that point sure, at sure. one point and we, Oh, you met her at that job. Yeah. I met her. I she met doesn't, her at she the, doesn't work where you work now. No, no. Oh, okay. So, so here's the question that rises to the surface of my head is like, that's a huge switch of those two yeah. type of jobs, right? How yeah. did you, how did you, were you just looking for something else and then you decided to go into this because you saw an opportunity or were you saying, actually, I want to follow this type of, like I'm looking for that type of job? So I know that I've always wanted to do something creative and do something where um, I'm utilizing, you know, my computer skills and my yeah. creativity and, and building things. Um, I graduated with a graphic design degree. And uh, I was just going to ask you. Yeah. Yeah. When I did, um, I was, it was at this sweet, sweet spot point where everybody was looking for a web designer. But when I went to school, web design was not part of my curriculum. Yeah. So I graduated and every place that I applied to, to be a graphic designer. Now I was hoping to get a job where I was creating logos and doing identities and, yeah. you know, making brochures and things like that. Sure. Um, but everybody want, everybody's like, no, we're website, website, website. This is when right. the internet and, you know, internet or online ordering was becoming a thing. Now, yeah. nowadays, Sorry, what, year, what year are we talking? Uh, 2007, 2008. Okay. okay. I was going to say uh, a little bit sooner, earlier than that, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was going to guess, by the way, I'm not correcting you. I've no. heard, so <laughs> that's all right. Um, yeah. So yeah, when, when I got out of school, uh, everywhere that I applied to, they're like, well, do you have web design experience? And I'm like, I don't. And, uh, so I, I, I couldn't find anything for a long time. And I just, so I just started having to branch out and applying to places. And eventually I, uh, I found the learning disabilities association, which is now Starbridge, um, and, uh, picked up, spent about five years there and got some experience until I finally found a role at um, Buckeye Corrugated, which is out in Victor. And I worked there for four years and I, I was able to use my graphic design degree uh, to do all the graphics on boxes. So uh, BCI oh, cool. was a company, BCI was a company that did those. Um, you know, just, actually, I have a box right here that you guys can see. You know, I, I'm sure you've seen these in yeah. stores, the Seagram's oh, yes. Escape. You know, we made those. So, I, like, I was able to wait. Use... Wait, pause, pause. Yeah. What do you? You made the box. You made the logo. What? What? What did you do? Or everything? Well, I mean, the customer supplied their own artwork, but I was I took all the art, the graphics, and everything, and can put them on the die line of the box itself. So, where is it being placed on the box and everything like that? Um, there were a couple of customers that I did the artwork for because they did not have an art department. 
but most of the big customers like, uh, you know, Seagram's and, and Genesee, they all have those kind of departments. So they just supplied their own artwork, but, um, we pumped out boxes with all the, that printing on it, you know, day after day after day, I got my experience building packages. And, um, with that experience, I was able to jump into Orcon and I'm doing great there. I love it there. I love that it pushes me to think outside the box, be creative because it's not just a beer. It's not just a box that holds a 12 pack of beer. It's, you know, it's, it's a unique part that somebody's coming to me and be like, I need this package and I have to look at it. You know? are, there, are there signs of encouragement all over your work that say think outside the box? <laughs> I wish I should do I that. I feel like there should be posters everywhere saying that. That's good. Think the outside the box, campaign. but in the box. <laughs> right, but keep it in the box securely, please. So, you know, what's interesting is like, you know, you on a, on a day-to-day basis you don't think about these i don't think about these things really you know in the fact that like you know i know you mentioned you don't do amazon boxes but for instance you know i order a lot from amazon my new drum set came from amazon they came in big box but i never thought about like how they package them or get them in there or how many but you know and it really it's interesting because geez you could spend all day being like you know like how did my glasses get here you know so it's it's really interesting to like pause and think about this. And so here's my question is like like NASA's I assume is not an everyday project, right? No. So so like what what does your day to day look like? So uh, you know I'll go in and we have a manufacturing uh, a warehouse right on site, so I get to see production happening all day. Um, but I'll come in and I'll get a request from a sales. Uh, person to either you know from this customer that customer and it's a wide range it could be a a very large part it could be an x-ray machine or it could be a very small part like as a xerox uh, print head that needs to be you know nice and snug but you know can't rattle around right uh, you know it's got to be protected and so do you you do for for lack of a better term do you do pressure testing on like you know okay try to you know here john you know, here, yep. try to, try to get this out of this box. Like, <laughs> yeah, I can't, shake. like, yeah, that's right. I did that. Yeah. <laughs> True. Uh, we do do testing at our facility. It's, it's a very basic testing um, because we don't have the equipment to do some of the, you know, large scale expensive testing, but, uh, you know, we have drop tests where we, we'll just take a box and we'll drop it on all the corners. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and we'll open it up and see if the if it passed or failed. If if the unit inside is broken, then it failed. If it if it's nice and you know still in working order, then it passed. Let me ask you a question. When yeah. you know, you, I'm sure you've heard it or a bit. Maybe this question answers that um, about inventory around the world because of COVID and things not being able to get to places on time. Not a lot of material like like microchips for computers or cars or something like that. Has your industry been affected by that? Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. I just had to go. Um, so with the prices of paper and, um, you know, getting, getting corrugated uh, board, that's got really long lead times now because a lot of that paper milling and um, paper manufacturing comes from China. Uh, there is a quite a large packaging culture in, uh, in China. So, we do get a, a lot of the businesses around here do get that supply. Um, yep. Not directly. It goes, the paper goes to the paper mills. We get it from the paper mills that turn it into corrugated right. board. Right. So, you know, down the line, down the chain, we're experiencing that as well as the price of wood um, and lumber. Uh, a lot of that comes in from Canada uh, where all that stuff is, you know, the forestation and everything. So um, when, when COVID hit, we really did see a drop in supply and lead time shot through the roof. We're talking like, you know, what used to be two to three weeks was anywhere from six to eight weeks uh, to get your stuff. So, um, but (laughs) it's not slowing down. Um, Well, that's good. Business is great. I I, mean, everybody, everybody needs packages. Everybody's sending stuff, you know? Everybody needs packages. So yeah. the thing is, is that um, I, I'm still fascinated by like you were doing social work, right? Yeah. Okay, and now you're 
doing something like totally different, right? Like I, you know, like for instance, like, you know, I work for the Jewish Federation. Now I work for a temple. So it's more linear, right? My career, like you, you literally, literally change industries. And I have heard before from people that social work, uh, you can, there's a big burnout rate, right? Yeah. And, and so, I mean, what, what you were doing, not that what you're doing now isn't important, but what you were doing before obviously was more human connection, human resources, human support. Um, I don't mean this the way it sounds, but is it, is it easier now? Not easier. Like, Oh, this is an easy job. It's a very hard job, obviously, but is it, is it less um, stressful than, than like taking home the stories you would take home when you were working with people? Oh man. Yeah. Um, yes, very much. So, um, the, the stress of being engaged or being totally involved in your job 24 seven, um, which I was with social work because, uh, you had to be on call for, for people at all hours, you know, with, with emergencies and things. And, um, you go home and you think about them and, uh, you think about, okay, well, how am I going to help them the next day or and everything like that um for for me now i'm able to go into work i'm able to engage for my eight hours and and, you know do my time and then i can turn my computer off and i can go home and have that work-life balance much more much i mean because the other industry (laughs) you're in that that i mean even if you were able to turn off you probably i assume you were still thinking about those people at night you know because of the cases you were working on stuff. It just, I don't know. It's fascinating to me that you, you went from that to, to this and I get it. Right. I don't think a lot of people would go from what you're doing now to that. (laughs) No, probably not. (laughs) So, so did, uh, does your wife still work in the human services? Um, Yes and no. Um, She doesn't work for that population anymore, but she works in property management. Yeah. where um, her company owns a, a lot of uh, manufactured homes in the area, like Farmington, Canada, well, all across the state. And uh, she actually, congratulations to her. She just got a promotion to deputy director of operations. Oh, wow. That's wonderful. She's a, yeah. She's on a fast track to actually be a full-blown director in about a year. And wow. uh, she's talked with her boss and eventually they're hoping within the next five years that she's going to be COO someday. Holy mackerel. That's amazing. Here's the big question. Can she fit those prefab homes into your packaging? Hmm. <laughs> it's going to take a lot, but yeah, right. I could make it happen. <laughs> that's great. That's great. I mean, you guys are both obviously really successful in what you do and that's amazing. But here's the question. Besides sure. pictures and hockey, what does Steve do for fun? Ooh. what do you like like for instance i i would everybody knows like i'm into movies movie reviews yep. that's my thing right yeah like yep. what, what again yes again. Katie. <laughs> <laughs> well when i'm not watching movies um i i, yes. I do uh I, I do like video games um yep. i have i i had at one point uh xbox and playstation but i worked very hard over the last couple of years to save up and actually build my first gaming pc and it's oh, you, you did a custom customized PC right back here in the corner. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. awesome. So, um, I just finished it and, you know, speaking of what, um, you were saying about the shortages of computer chips and everything yes. coming over from China. The reason why it took me so long is because I had to save up so much money just to buy the, the parts. Um, my last part that I bought, uh, was originally when I started, it was only about $500 which was like the graphics card. And I'm like, Oh, I'll save it for last. I'll have time to save up. Right. Well, after COVID hit those, that same model was like being sold online for anywhere between 1700 to $2,100. Oh, because of supply and demand. Yeah. So I couldn't, that's crazy. Can we sidebar here for a second? I got a sidebar here. This is almost like a show in a show. So I don't pay attention to gas prices too much. Oh, this I don't. Yeah, my conversation. It was all I talk about. Well, <laughs> all right. Well, I'm going to say it anyways because okay, I, I can take it. the liberty. I'm allow it. I don't. Pay, okay, thank you. I don't pay attention to gas prices too much. I really don't. My dad does, and so yeah. he's like, "Yo, you can't believe in Florida. It's this or that." 
But my car usually takes $25 to fill up. It just does maybe 26 sometimes. Yesterday, it took $50 to fill up. I couldn't believe it. Thanks, Putin. Yeah. And now back to the show. So, um, so, so, so Steve, so it took a, it took much longer and more money to build your PC. It did. I was hoping to build it within a year. It took me almost two and a half just because I needed to save up money. And I couldn't, I was, I was hoping, I was just praying that prices would come down and they wouldn't, they wouldn't. Luckily I had a friend, um, who posted online just one day. What? I'm sorry. I have a friend. Yeah, I, yeah, I have you. You're my friend, right? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm just yeah. here for the rent. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he posted randomly on one day. He he posted the part that I needed. And he's like, you know, I have an, I have an extra oh, one. Oh, that's cool. And uh, he sold it to me for a very, very fair price. I mean, he only made like a couple hundred dollars off of it, but I was willing to pay that. Then somebody else, $2,100 for it, you know, who just scalped it, you know, who totally. bought it in bulk or something, you know? But, so, but like you're obviously very tech savvy if you know how to build your own computer. I had help. <laughs> but, <laughs> so um, no, I mean so like cool. you knew what I to order. I mean, did yeah. you use YouTube to figure out things or? No, luckily just one, of, one of my good friends had helped me from the very start. He he's a he's a big techie and he's built several computers uh, wow. for for people in the past. So he he kind of told me what to look for, what to you know what to pick up. And I made a list and, uh, well, actually he made the, the list of what to get. I went yeah. online and I found them all and made the shopping list and whatnot and, and tried to, uh, get them one at a time. And eventually I, I, I got everything. He came over and he taught me how to do it. He said, this is what this is for. Here, we're going to put that there. And he's like, so I learned a lot from him and I'm, I'm very grateful. Um, so this is a gaming PC. Yeah, well, I also did. I also got it because um, I want to continue on with my graphics work. Yes. Like I, I do, I still do like logos and stuff on the side for friends and uh, and everything like that. So I wanted to have a computer that not only that I could game on, I'd have a, a strong enough graphics right. card and a graphics program so that I could, you know, build those files and and you know have fun with it. Basically, so th- this is a really important question. So buckle yeah. up. You're a graphics guy, especially like design of, you know, logos and branding. You're not a Mac guy? I was. I was. Um, when I went to college, I it was everything. By this. I want to hear yep. all about it. I got an iPhone here too somewhere. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. I got an iPhone. I got, a, I got, I knew, I got these uh, sweet cans this week. By the way, I realize this is audio. I'm pointing to headphones, folks. <laughs> No, okay, they're just sorry, his so, ears. Don't let him fool you. They're yeah, just yeah. my ears. These sweet hands. <laughs> so, so you used to. That be is that true. Guy, but not yeah. anymore. So when uh, when I was in college, we were, we had a Mac campus, and oh. rightfully so because at the time Mac was the graphics leader in where, where you know you everything. I'm sorry. Oh, SUNY Fredonia. Oh, okay. And um, uh, graphics at the time was dominated by Mac. And you right. couldn't, and there was no cross-platform at the time. Yeah. You couldn't take anything uh, Mac and put it on a PC. It was all coded differently. So nowadays, um, you know, advancements with Microsoft and everything has basically, they've evened out. Um, you know, Mac has a certain something. If you're doing it professionally, yeah, you're probably going to want a Mac. And there are certain things that a Mac can do that a PC can't. But if you're just a, a regular Joe like me and you're looking to fool around with a graphics program, a PC is going to do just as good a job. So, yeah, I decided that uh, I build my own PC. Wow, that's super cool. And, and then on the other side of things, the gaming side, I, here, are, so you, when you game, you game on a computer, you don't game on consoles or you do both? Um, I was doing consoles, uh, but I cleared them away so I could make make room for my PC. So now I'm learning how to play with a mouse and keyboard and it's really weird. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the gamers I know, they all play on computers. Like, you know, they might have a PS5 or Xbox or whatever, but they barely use it. When they game, they game on computers. They have like multiple screens. Do you have multiple screens? Yep. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. I do. So, so 
when you so you do i'm sorry you did say you play on console yep i had uh both xbox uh xbox one and ps4 i never got the new generation though but so because of the fact that you primarily play on computers i do now yeah what do you what games are you into well there's this one game that i really enjoy and it's it's not very well known it's called daisy yeah and it's an open world um basically zombie survival game and okay <laughs> so i don't know if you've ever heard of or played like grand theft auto sure oh so it's open world yeah yeah it's completely open world but there's there's no dedicated missions like you can't go to like a waypoint and be like what's my next uh, mission it's literally you're put into the world and you're put on a server and a gigantic map an open world map and there are obviously there's non-playable characters which are the zombies and like you know bears and anything that's trying to attack you but you're also in that world or that server with other people playing the game and yeah. you can either choose to maybe side forces with them or yeah. be neutral with them or you can attack them and kill them and take their resources so Got it. you're and there's no there's no map telling you what to do it's you're out there you're trying to build your own fort or you're you know you're you're trying to locate your own resources grow your own resources um find a vehicle maybe if you can find one that works um oh so it is it's a lot like grand theft auto not yeah. i mean you know in the fact that it's right. open world but so let me ask you a question i only when... know some of the words you guys are saying but <laughs> when you say them and i recognize them i feel very cool i'm not that guy katie, you. You katie i'm not that guy and this is what i was just gonna say when you when you play on consoles when you play on computers you, you probably like oh let me pull up my inventory and all that kind of, you you know how to do all that right me yes not okay. me yeah I you're don't. not talking to me steve come on no i <laughs> i i am i am the i am the gamer that like I walk my guy and he hits a wall and he just keeps walking against the wall. And right. then like, I can't get him back out of the corner. And then I turn it off and don't play for another three years. <laughs> like As, so, as soon as I see, see it, I, I grew up in the eighties and it's like, you plug your cartridge in and like, you just like, you played hockey, you played basketball, right. You blew on the cartridge to make yeah. sure that it was working. You know, maybe it got to Zelda, the original Zelda where it was like, oh, you know, man. 8-bit or something yeah, no. Game, games today here's the thing i love the graphics i love yeah. watching them i want to be able to play them i can't i'm not good at them i terrible at them and um i but i buy everything right i'm like oh ps5 tom clancy like i'm definitely gonna right. buy that <laughs> and then it's like okay um parachute through this roof and then my guy's just like dancing on the roof because mm -hmm. i can't get him to move and then I'm like, I hate this game. It's broken. <laughs> <laughs> you might actually like there's a there's a gaming kind of genre where it's not so much of being able to, you know, attack or complete missions or anything. It's very story driven. And you're actually it's kind of like a like um, uh, like a choose your own adventure. Yes, that's exactly it. Thank you. I couldn't. It was on the tip of my tongue. That's choose my life. Own. So yeah, it's, that is real. it's uh, the game is based on the decisions that you make and you actually get different endings or different storylines oh, so based on those would, choices. Is it like the game Fable that used to be on Xbox? It's like based on what you, so the game, do you know, you know, the game Fable? I've, I've heard of it. I've never played oh, it. So, so your guy starts off neutral and based on your decisions, he becomes an evil character or a good character throughout yeah. the game. Right. So, and yep. I thought that was fascinating. But are you talking about like Final Fantasy? No. So like even Final Fantasy has a thing like you have to know how to battle or, you know, like I'm, I'm talking about games where you're actually just sitting there. You have the controller. I and, like that so far. And, uh, you know, the, the, the cutscenes are playing and um, you get to a point where it stops and you have to either decide X, Y or Z. That would be good how, for me. You know, and you're <laughs> not you're not trying to battle anything. You're just literally sitting there deciding how the story is going to play out. Do you want to, you know, deceive this person, lie to them, or do you want to be honest with them? And then based on that, no. you get a different story. Like, so there's a couple of games that you can have one ending where everybody dies or nobody dies and then everything in between. So it's like, what's, what's the genre called? I'm going to have RPG? to look at, I, I don't know. RPGs, no. role-playing game. I don't remember exactly what it's called. Um, okay. 
Well, but there's if, a, if you even if you have titles, message me because I want to check them okay. out. No, I will. Yeah. I will definitely send them to you. There's a there's a, a manufacturer, uh, not a manufacturer. There's a there's a studio called um, Telltale Games, and they. Yeah, oh, you know what? So they did the Batman series. Yes, I have that, and that's exactly what it is. Yep. Right. I remember now. Like, do you want to respond by saying this, 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 or this? Yep. And then it takes the story in that direction. Totally. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So, all yeah, right. You being a movie buff, I must, uh, you know, it's a good way to marry games and movies. You're sitting there and you're watching the story, on, but you still have to be engaged and you still have to decide how do you want the story to go? Right. Right. Well, no, that's great. That's true. I forgot about telltale games and stuff like that. That's totally, that's totally fascinating. Um, so what else? So you like, you like movies, obviously. Yep. Yep. What's your favorite ones? Oh my gosh. I got tons. I'm looking over right now. You can't see this, but I'm looking over at my, uh, you know, 300 plus Blu-ray collection. I mean, I've got everything from Disney movies. I mean, I, I the Marvel movies, like you, how can you not watch those? I got all of those. Um, I, I love everything. Sci-fi, horror. Um, oh, but, but you say you have a Blu-ray collection. You still watch them on Blu-ray? I do. I, I'm, I'm the kind of guy that likes to have a physical copy of the movie because... Yep. I'm always I'm that guy that's paranoid. I'm like, well, what happens if uh, that streaming service shuts down and I lose all my digital media? You know, I'd, I, I'd like real. to have the physical copy as a backup. I have a 12 and a half year old who is still obsessed with collecting, you know, every birthday. Oh, really? Yeah. He's like he puts Blu-rays on and I'm always like, Liam, we're, you know, why are we doing this? You're, it's, and he's like, Mom. It's for my collection. <laughs> I mean, goes down. I totally, I totally get like having the physical copy for just looking at a collection books. is nice. You know, I used to have a, you know, I'm dating myself. I used to have a big VHS collection. Then I had a big DVD collection. I had a smaller Blu-ray collection. Um, but I got to be honest with you. Now that I can sit and click and stream, that's oh, yeah. my collection. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But but I do go back and forth when I hear somebody like yourself, Steve, who's like, oh, I'm looking at my 300 plus collection. <laughs> like, yes, I need to go back to that. The yeah. other thing is on Blu-ray, you get a lot of commentary and extras. Very true. And don't yeah. get me wrong. I love I love the digital and I love the streaming. I try to get the Blu-rays or whatever that have both the disc and the digital copy. Because, you know, when I want to watch a movie and I'm downstairs, I don't want to come upstairs. You know, this is me. First word, yeah, first no, word right. problems. You know, no, I, I don't know. have to get yeah, up right. from the couch, walk all the way up here, grab no, I a get it. <laughs> go downstairs, throw it in. No, I'd, I'd, I'd much rather just select the movie that I want to that I want that to is, play. That it, is a good point. My son, too, that's a big thing for him. He's like the 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 extras and the commentary are exclusive a lot of times to the physical copies of of whatever it is, whether it's a yeah. series or a movie. And so I can appreciate that. I can appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, I used to like going to Hollywood video or blockbuster and look through the bins, you know, <laughs> yeah. to see the different oh, yeah. time. I mean, I love that. I would spend hours in there. They'd yeah. ask me to leave, but no. Um, but you know, you like, Oh, you can get five for 20 or something like I used to love that, you know, yeah. but like, where do you, where do you get Blu-rays now? So there, I, I look a couple of places, usually target will target or best, best buy will have, buy. You know, those, like you said, those bins, they're like the $5 yeah. bins or the $3 bins. I'll look through I'm there. doing it. But, I'm starting uh, a collection. Yeah, do it. Starting it. I'm doing it. And actually, right. um, one one thing that I've learned is um, I build an Amazon wish list of yes. movies that I want. Yeah. Um, throughout the year or throughout, you know, throughout the weeks or say the, the price fluctuates. And every once in a while, a movie that I want goes on a deep sale. Yes. And like, I'll, I'll get like a brand new movie that's, you know, usually 24, 25, 99. It'll just drop the price to 9.99 for some reason. They're having a sale, sale or they're trying to, and right. I just, I buy it real quick. You know, buy, I, I do that. right. Yep. And then, you I'm, know, I mean, what's funny is when I, when I, I used to have a, you know what Funko Pops are? Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh. Okay. So I'm going to, so I used to have a gigantic Funko Pop collection. And like I had all my characters, they were all lined up and then I sold my whole collection to one person. Right. And I, now I'm like, Oh, I miss that. Like I really enjoyed collecting. Them. No, I know it was like, it was a total guilty pleasure and so juvenile, but I enjoyed it. You know, you look for hard to get one. It was, yeah. it wasn't just the collection. It was the, the hobby of collecting. Right. Yeah. So, um, 
I remember being in uh, Quincy Market and buying a bunch of them. And right behind me, some guy was like, I don't get Funko Pops. Why do people? And I'm like, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> it's a huge thing. I know. I mean, yeah. not, not only do we have a collector in our in our house, but I mean, I know a lot of people who who are into it. So, so Steve, we now we now ask, um, are you put? Oh, yes. Yes. Well, who is that? Transformers, anyone? Is that Optimus oh. Prime? That is actually Devastator. <laughs> okay. So but, uh, I am yeah. now going to ask you some actor studio questions. Okay. We, we ask everybody some of these questions towards the end of the interview. And it's always interesting to hear what people come up with. But here, here's the first question. Um, if you could travel anywhere in time, right, and not affect the future, not affect the past, what, um, where would you travel to? What, what, you know, when would you travel to? Well, first, past or past or future? Ooh, that is a good question. I've thought about this a lot. Um, one thing that I guess I would have to go in the past. Okay. Now when? Uh, back to uh, when I was a kid playing hockey. And let's go back to the hockey. We're coming full circle here. Now. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a very big decision to make. Yeah, because I uh, I didn't start off playing goalie. I started off playing defense, and um, I apparently was very good and didn't really know it. And um, but I kept pressing my dad to be a goalie. I want to be a goalie. I want to be a goalie. I want to be a goalie. Uh, so one year I was on this uh, major travel team that went to Quebec, and they were going to be scouted, you know, and all yeah. this. And halfway through the year, I decided to quit to become a goalie, which I think led me on the path to ruining my knees. Oh no. Um, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and ruining my career. So I have always thought about that day. What if I said, you know what? No, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with this team and I'm going to continue to play defense where that would have taken me. It's like, yeah, it's, it's like the game you were talking about. If you had chosen yeah. their option. Yeah, that's exactly right. Jamie. I got a different ending. I got the crap. No, I got the great ending. <laughs> I, I, I did. I, I feel very blessed. Um, you know, it, regardless of where that would have taken me, I think that I'm, I'm very happy where I am now and I wouldn't yeah. have changed it. Yeah. That's, that's wonderful. That's a good question. Um, what's a success story you're proud of in your life? Do you have a success story? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not yet. I'm working towards it. <laughs> like, I'll get back to you. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just, I just, I think where I'm at now is just an excess in itself. I, I mean, I don't think I've ever, yeah. I don't, I don't think I thought when I was a kid that it would turn out as good as it has. Um, you know, I, I own my own house now. I'm married to my best friend in the world. I, I have a yeah. great job that I, I love, you know, I still hang out with my friends and play hockey. I mean, I do all the things that I love. And, uh, you know, all that stuff I used to take for granted, but, uh, you know, that's an, a success in its own, uh, just because, you know, there's, there's so many little things that you have to get through to get to where I am now. Everybody tries to think of what's one big, huge thing that you've done. I haven't done one big, huge thing. I've done so many. But wait, things. you're gigantic, Steve. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I mean. NASA. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. I actually have. Um, do, you, do you have a motto or a mantra that you say to yourself? I share this with people. My thing that I say to myself is um, day by day, second by second. Like I say it. I literally, yeah. when I wake up, that's the first thing I say. You know. Tell me, do you say the same thing now? I, well, it's, it's very similar. It's actually, it's very similar, but I am always, I've always said my mantra is here and now in the moment. Wow. Yeah, because, same thing. Because, you know, you can look to the future. It might not be, you know, you can look to the past, but you ain't going to change it. What all you can do is be here, be now and do it now. Make the decision. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good answer. Who are the most three influential people in your life? Past, present. Well, I, I could say future, but we don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. Future, man. <laughs> yeah. There's uh, Robot 270 in the year 2030 that really affected me. Three people. Hmm. Right. Well, I mean, I I've, I've got a, 
I've got to say my, my dad, um, for one, we've, we always, we haven't always, uh, seen eye to eye, especially when I was younger, but, um, now that I'm adult and I've got a, you know, a better adult relationship with him, I, I look to him for a lot of guidance and, um, he's really helped me navigate some difficult times. And, uh, like, I just, I just look to him for a lot of things and I That's appreciate wonderful. It. Yeah. Um, what about to, two others? To my wife, for sure. Um, she's got everything in her personality that I don't. And, um, I'm a very compassionate person and very, I could be dramatic at times, you know, I, I'm empathetic and things. I'm not saying that she's not, but she has a very stoic um, tenacity about her that helps her, you know, view things differently and, and, and really be like, no, we got this. This is all we need to do. She's very task orientated and I'm very chaotic. So um, we complement each other very well. And I look to her to help me through some of those difficult decisions and difficult times because we both, we take on two different sides. Well, I mean, I don't, I, I haven't met her in person. I've met her on Facebook, obviously. Yep. But she just oh, she seems, loves, she loves your posts, by the way. She I mean, it. she seems like such a lovely lady and you guys seem to be, have that marriage that like people strive for. Like you really, you seem to enjoy each other's company, which is nice. We do. Yeah. <laughs> behind closed doors. No, I'm just kidding. No, we, we do. But behind it's, closed doors, we go to separate rooms. <laughs> it's great. We have the same sense of humor, which makes it fun um watching tv with her is always a blast because we just sit there and we we make fun of the characters and do voices yes. and stuff it's it's funny but um and yeah. who would the third who would the third influence uh, most influential person in your life be out of three man it's that, a tough that's one really that's really tough i i mean the I default is it. steve when people can't think of something i just let them say <laughs> like you you can just yourself? if yeah, no, 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 no you, you, Jeff, literally yes. me, Jeff Lurie. Yes, Jeff, I take a lot of, uh, it's, it, you know, your jokes, your, your posts well, online, your, you know, your, your wit, your humor. It's it just means. what it is. It no, is. but do you have, do you have a third? I mean, I really can't. I mean, everybody else is just, it's a tie for me. And I yeah, know that sounds yeah. cheesy. It's just, no, I get that. I learn, I try to learn from, everyone i i as much as possible it doesn't matter if i think they're right or wrong i will still listen to people i will still i will still learn from their mistakes and i will celebrate their successes and and that helps me become a better person too because i can't do it all but i can right. everybody at some point there's going to be at least one person that's going to have that experience and i need to learn from them for sure um if you could have coffee with a historical figure, not historical, if you could have coffee with anybody living or dead, who would it be? You know, they would be alive as you're talking to them. Yeah. Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves? Wow. Yes. Wow. That might be the fastest response I've ever heard of this question. <laughs> I have to ask why. I, I've just, from every movie that has been in, anything that I read about him, anytime that he posts online, I, I just, yeah. I want to be the guy's best friend. I mean, I just, yeah. I want to talk to him. I want to hear his experience. I want to, you know, help him do what he does because he does such good things for people and he's very humble about it. And um, yeah, yeah. That's a really good choice. And those are really good reasons. I've read those same type of articles. And he also played hockey growing up and he was a goalie. Oh, okay. Uh -huh. have you read, by the way, have you read, have you read the book Bear Town? No, I've not. Oh, it's all about hockey. Uh, oh. And uh, yeah, and, and they made it into a show on HBO too. And uh, oh. yeah, so you send me the title of the games. I'll send you right all back right. the link to the, all right, we gotta, you got a deal there. All sir. right, all right. And then <laughs> lastly, we ask this last to everybody, is right. if, you could re if you could be remembered for one thing, what would that be? Ouch. No. Um, I would hope that everybody could remember me for a time that I made them feel joy in one way or other, whether That's that wonderful. be laughter, whether that be, um, picking them up when they were down, whether that be helping them even, you know, 
move something in their house that was too heavy for them. I mean, something, I hope somebody, I hope everybody remembers that I helped them do something to make their lives better. That's beautiful. It's been such a pleasure speaking with you tonight. I mean, I've, I've wanted to get together with you for years, but oh just gosh, to be yeah. able to spend an hour with you, you got to come out to Boston or really I need to come out to Rochester. <laughs> that way I can see both of you. Either so, or, man, we got to do it. I, I know, it. I know. It's been so long. It has. I mean, I left, I left there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. So I'll, I'll wait till August. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we thank you that. for joining us. And um, it's been such a pleasure. Thank yes, you, man. It's been an too. honor. Thank you.